Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 54. This podcast is brought to you by my online studio, unicornwellnessstudio.com. When you're ready to take your spirituality into daily practice with a foundation of 30-minute Pilates-based workouts written in a four-week training cycle in accordance to the current zodiacal season and lunar cycles. Online, it's only online. There is no brick and mortar. Don't be confused. It's always been online um, for accessibility purposes for 10 years. We're creeping on 11 at this point. Why Pilates is the question that I always get asked. I get asked a lot. Um, Pilates was created as a rehab program, and this is by nature healing from the inside out. Pilates teaches us how to be in alignment with our body from the bones out. It works in anatomical, scientific ways. It loosens what's tight and tightens what's loose in our vessel. It cultivates balance. It's aiming for harmony, and it's seeking and teaching towards neutrality. Unicorn Wellness Studio is both practical and magical in its process and its results. And it's not just workouts. It's an entire spiritual hub with a monthly guided meditation that's also an energetic healing, new and full moon tarot readings, prompts for these lunations to use for your personal journaling or a personalized tarot reading for those lunations, an entire library of astrology and magic tutorials that I am constantly um, adding to. This includes tapping, somatic shaking, energy healings, and a connected private community, plus direct access to me as your coach for a fully integrated personal evolution practice. Curious? Ready to try? Ready to come back? Uh, click the link in the show notes below. You will also receive a bonus incentive when you sign up in January of 2024. Now, I don't know exactly when you'll be listening to this, um, but if you catch this in the January window, there's a little prezi for you in this month. And not because it's a new year, new you, you don't need to be a new you. It's because the new year has us thinking about what we want or need to do to become our most authentic and supported self. And any day is a great day for that. Um, but so many of us are still, right, because we live in the Gregorian calendar, but we we start to think about it in this month. So, hey, there's a bonus if you embark on it in January. If you have any questions about membership, just reach out and ask, uh, email, or Instagram. Tandy underscore Gutierrez. I am genuinely here to help. Now, 
on to the show. Um, we'll dive into Aquarius season and all that it has to offer us January 20th to February 17th, 2024. But before we dive in, thank you. Welcome. Welcome back. And please be receptive and receiving of my gratitude to all of you for listening, whether it's the first or the 500th time. For my forecast episodes, you may feel called to listen to the episode more than once, and it's really helpful um, to listen at the beginning of the cycle to get the gist, what's the lay of the land, then to listen midway through to go, oh, oh yeah, I needed to be reminded of that. Oh, this is how this is playing out in my life. And if you're having a really rough time in a particular season, or if you know you have a rough time in a particular season or in a particular element. For me, that's air, which means an Aquarius season. Um, listen again at the end of the cycle. Listening multiple times to my forecast is powerful as you discover how my particular channeled messages actually play out in your particular life. It also helps our energy sink and aids in your ability to synthesize and integrate this guidance for clarity, growth, and balance in your own life. I offer these forecasts to support your unfoldment, empowerment, and healing. What magic spark will find you in this episode? Whatever it is, let it ignite and stoke your soul. May whatever is offered here heal in weird yet wild and deep, real ways. The sun shifts into Aquarius on January 20th. It is the beginning of a new zodiacal season. And a quick note that both the northern and southern hemispheres experience the same energies of the zodiac at the same time, even though our meteorological seasons are different. This messaging is for everyone listening. Now, before I start and really dive into all the Aquarian things which there's a lot of, uh, grab something to drink. I have been considering doing like a personal check-in on the podcast. And I'm just going to toss it out here and let y'all send feedback. I am open to receiving feedback on this about that. The episodes, I have so much to share with you and so much that wants to be channeled through that the episodes are long. They're long form. Um, and I tend to skip over a personal check-in from me because as much as a extroverted introvert as I am, I am a teacher at heart. And I really want these episodes to be about you and the energies moving through and how you can work with them rather than getting it like bogged down about me, which sounds funny as a Leo rising. Y'all are probably like, all you want to do is talk about you. And I always have shares throughout, but I've been sitting on this for a long time. I mentioned it to a couple of people and they're like, we want the share. And I was like, really? Um, we'll see. I don't want these episodes to get even longer, but I do want the genuine connection with you all. So if that's something that you all find helpful or interesting um, for me to add a little space for like a personal check-in before we delve into the energies, then let me know. I'm open. We'll see. Okay, with that, 
Let's move on to Aquarius, the true star of this episode. So Aquarius season always welcomes futuristic, humanitarian, way out there, non-binary, no boundaries, no right way to do things, rebellious brilliance. As we say goodbye to the diligent, goal-oriented, focused, determined, reliable, strong-willed, and independent spirit of Capricorn season. This transition has us taking the map that we started or perhaps completed towards our goals in Capricorn season and asks us to make space on that map for the weird, the genius, the side quests, and unexpected ways to get to the top of the mountain. Unexpected ways that we never anticipated and really couldn't have predicted. Okay, the season always empowers us to fly our freak flag as this community does, as I do as a space holder and a teacher. We want authenticity. We want what would be and is labeled as freakish uh, from the norm. We want to stand out and stand up, but not for the task or purpose of making noise, but for being, again, authentic and evolved and unique and our one true soul expression in this lifetime. So the season will ask us to do that, uh, to be more brave, more authentic. But around here, we know that bravery really means vulnerability. To truly step away from the haters or those who are simply on another journey in this lifetime and do not resonate with what we are here to do and express. This season begs us to step away from the herd to dismiss any narrative of normal and creatively express solutions that are specific to us and our story in this lifetime. Creative solutions is the name of the game. In this Aquarius season, here's the rundown just of the transits. January 20th, the sun moves into Aquarius, beginning Aquarius season. January 20th, Pluto also enters Aquarius. That's a big deal. January 23rd, Venus enters Capricorn. Is she doing her regular walk around the chart? January 25th, there's a full moon in Leo. You know how I love full moon in Leo. And if you don't, I just told you. I love it. January 27th, Uranus stations direct. This is also a big deal. February 9th, there's a new moon in Aquarius. Yay. Very fresh starts. February 13th, Mars moves into Aquarius again, doing its regular walk around the wheel. And February 16th, Venus moves into Aquarius. She continues her walk. So this cycle, Aquarius season as a whole, it's a fairly sweet cycle. Things are moving forward. Literally, all the planets are direct. We're moving out of the confusion of a very sticky Mercury retrograde. And, well, there's nothing detrimental to the collective transits <laughs> in this cycle. Hooray! 
<laughs> um, they are all, these transits, they be minding their own business. Um, now, personal charts or the way these sweet things hit your natal chart, that could be another story as always, but let's not focus too intensely on that. Let's take the collective win. Breathe the sigh of relief. Um, lean into the fact that it's it's good. It's good. You don't have to actively grit your teeth. You don't need to white knuckle anything. There doesn't need to be extra tension on your seatbelt or extra snacks. Like we can go about our daily lives here. So the big news in the cycle, as I said, is Pluto entering Aquarius and Uranus stationing direct. Okay. So let's start with Pluto entering Aquarius. This begins a majorly fresh cycle. Pluto takes 11 and a half to 30 years, depending on the orbit, to move through a single sign of the zodiac. As Pluto makes its transit through Aquarius, it will have a massive impact on the collective in our systems of power, technologies, science, and data. And this energy aims at a we over me perspective. It wants things weird, non-binary way out there, right? It, it really wants to solve for the greater good. And so I don't care how any of y'all feel about it. We can do this and here's how. It also means that we have just completed a massive transformation in Capricorn. Pluto, again, depending on when you're listening, is was there 2008 to 2023, plus a couple of weeks of 2024. Remember or hear for the first time that Pluto's mantra is change or die. It pushes at catharsis and does so through underworld journeys aka shadow work, personal evolution, dark nights of the soul, whether that be in the individual or the collective. So we basically just sat through like a karmic caching of Capricorn energies. Now, specifically and really in our personal house of Capricorn, okay? So if we've been in shadow process, that caching, clearing of the karma, it's happening. So what did you in the last 20 years, because Pluto was in Capricorn for the last 20 years, around the theme of how you get to your goals, like what did you learn? What did you shift? How much neutrality, balance, or harmony have you cultivate, cultivated, cultivated, I like that, around the amount of rest and self-care we actually do as we focus on our goals? And I bring that in because Capricorn's medicine in, in a lifetime is self-care. It knows how to work. It knows how to strive. It knows how to be determined and get to a goal. Its counterbalance on the axis of the zodiac is cancer. And cancer is the great mother energy. But its medicine is also self-care because it tends to nurture others. So this change or die is like, you got to change the way you are caring for self and others as well as getting to your goals. So if you have only focused on yourself, maybe you need some attention on your goals. If you were workaholic, but you neglect your vessel and your mental health, woo boo, it's time to put some light on you, right? So Pluto and Capricorn, it pushed us 
to use new and softer and more trusting and surrendering tactics into our goals. What we learned in that transit, you know, gets to be played out in Aquarius in the coming 20 years, right? What is possible is so much more than we knew in very weird ways, because here comes the Aquarian energy, right? that actually serve the collective rather than drain it. Now on a personal level, this is like, oh, you know, I mean, this is like the dumbest, I'm gonna say it, happy wife, happy life, Blah. you know, but, or the other one, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And in our house as a mother <laughs> and a family, it's very true, right? If I don't have anything to give in my cup, is a hot mess over here. So it says that what serves you also serves the collective, right? And we can look at that in grander schemes as well. But around here, it's about personal revolution work. And as Pluto moves into Aquarius, of course, the house that Aquarius sits in in your personal natal chart is coming up for transformation. So Capricorn just got it. Now is Aquarius's turn. This is a massively let go or be dragged energy. How good are you at letting go? How good are you at getting curious and allowing fresh ideas and solutions in? Because I think that Sag is so much about the ideas and the concepts, but Aquarius is actually about the solutions. Like how does it integrate, right? How high is your vibe will come in. And you know that I'm not a high vibe tribe over here. Tribe's got some odd connotations I don't love to use. And high vibe does not mean more spiritual or better. Oftentimes, higher vibration actually can be flakier and harder to navigate because it's ungrounded. So as always, we work the full spectrum around here. But as Pluto moves into Aquarius, how good are you getting at allowing fresh ideas in? How high is your vibe, actually? And do you believe and trust in the unseen? Or are you chained to the mundane mistakes of Earth school? Okay, take a breath on that one. And then let's move into the other big energy within this cycle that is actually pretty sweet, okay? Uranus stationing direct is also big, okay? In my opinion, not everybody thinks so. Um, it's been retrograde in Taurus for about five months, and Uranus stays in a sign approximately seven years, okay? So this is also a long transit. Not as long as Pluto, but still long. And as Uranus is the spellbreaker and the disruptor of the chart, hey, magic wand, I think Uranus is pure magic. I think for our community, it's massively important to pay attention to its movements and its transits. It has the ability to bust the glass ceiling. It equally has the ability to be the lightning strike that's happening in the tower cart, right? This busting up of things is about disrupting the normative. It is, of course, one that tends to choose a very uncomfortable route <laughs> and probably will and absolutely has, right? If you look at the last seven months, five months in the collective, you know, um, it's disruptive, doesn't feel good, doesn't look good, this isn't good, right? It really is the tower card. And 
the tower card tends to look like the disaster to the collective. But around here, we know that when we pull the tower card, Holly is at hand and she is going to separate us from anything that is not soul truth. And when we know that the tower card is at hand, if we are in process and are listening to the universe and the messaging of the universe, we can choose a soft route through it in our personal lives. Okay. So Uranus is disruptive and often chooses the really uncomfortable routes because hashtag earth school learning gauntlet. Um, in Taurus, it aims for embodiment, integrity and in human form. And it will always hit our pocketbooks when in Taurus because money talks after all. So if you were released from a job, if you actively transitioned your work, if you had a windfall of some kind or an inheritance or a dry spell of income, we can look towards Uranus and Taurus and the lessons it wants us to learn about integrity around our work and our resources and what we're doing in order to receive. So it pushes us to walk our talk. The message I'm channeling, right, is also the progress that was stalled around our resources, particularly our incomes, now begin to make progress once again as it moves forward and direct. And if you haven't learned the lesson, it wanted you to as it was retrograde, right, because any planet has a path forward, it stations retrograde, it grinds over that path again so that we learn and then as it stations direct and moves over that pathway the third time, we can either be rewarded because we've learned or it gets uncomfortable again because the universe will do anything to get us to learn our lessons, right? So if you haven't learned the lesson to move into greater integrity with how you gather your resources, it's not going to be comfy until you do, okay? And here's a fun fact in all of this, right? The two things that are the big movements in this cycle are about Uranus and Aquarius. Well, Uranus rules Aquarius. Therefore, the season is also ruled by Uranus. And my, oh my, how this delights my soul. And I can't really determine if that's sadistic or just overly magical and like uber cosmic because I have trouble with Uranus because I get really dysregulated by um, high electrical and air current, which Uranus is, right? Because I'm super psychic and it's really hard to get me grounded sometimes. But I love this. It's just literally so much magic that is possible. And I love a fucking tower moment. I do. I really do. It's what we're here to do. I don't love them in my own life. Believe me. I like the outcomes of them. So I'm not like that sadistic, but I'm also like, mm, good stuff is coming if we can get through this major stuff. So in this cycle, because Uranus rules Aquarius, change is at hand. It is electrical current. It governs major breakthroughs and breakdowns because the breakdown is for the breakthrough, right? It speaks to limitlessness and it also speaks to being an outsider right? And the lie of feeling like an outsider or othering others is that then we can make this weird leap as a human brain thinking that feeling is a fact. I feel like an outsider, therefore it's fact. And that being an outsider makes us wrong when really being different 
calling out racism, dismantling oppression, saying no more to inequitable systems, owning the fact that gender is made up, the binary is a lie, country and national boundaries are also fucking made up by humans, and therefore we can change them. And all humans are valid, right? And can we please just be kind and take care of all souls is the real spiritual healing work in our lifetime, right? Uranus and Taurus in Aquarius season, as Pluto moves into Aquarius, says things will probably get messier in the collective, okay? Change or die. But I want to make a side note here that this doesn't mean it has to get messier in your personal life, okay? Lessons of the collective are not necessarily lessons of the individual. Multiple timelines are happening at the same time. Okay, so I'm going to go back because there's a lot here. Uranus and Taurus in Aquarius season, as Pluto moves into Aquarius, says things are probably going to get messier in the collective in order for us to make constructive, disruptive change for all, not just for some. The basic channeled information in this cycle is to still keep it as low and slow as possible. We've been getting this guidance. We got it for the whole, you know, winter in the Northern Hemisphere cycle. But this is a four-month cycle of, like, try to keep it low and slow. This means support our rest, right? Keep the question, have I rested enough to do what I need to do at the forefront of all things? As well as the question of how can I be radically authentic? I mean, my magical mentees know this has been like, this is always the thread, but it's the major work of our last session. And authenticity requires vulnerability, right? This season also asks what old antiquated models of doing or thinking am I personally you personally willing to let go of in order to make space for never before considered ideas to actually work okay so right now as I prepped this podcast the moon was void of course and so that's like a ooh, floating out in the ethers um it can be challenging for me to channel but the reality of Aquarius is that it's an alien frequency that is channelable and it will bring breakthroughs in this cycle to us. It's also leaving a lot to the imagination right now of like solid, like here's how it's going to roll because it is going to be different and unique and authentic to each of us individually. Okay. So please remember that the shifts in energy are not automatic or instantaneous they're not on or off switches okay they're more like the dimmer switches the five to 14 days until these energies reach full speed particularly when planets station direct right or they move into another sign all of these energies are going to be moving and blending in our lives in this time. And it'll take some time for them to play out and see how we individually need to work with them. Okay. If you're interested in more support in 
the day-to-day -day weekly narrative, it moves through my new and full moon tarot readings. And those are only available to members of unicornwellnessstudio.com. Okay. The, this cycle, Aquarius season, still has us leaning into our intuition, our soul compass, as the winter forecast uh, had us knowing, um, to make decisions on what we know in our cellular memory is right for us right now and asks us, are we calibrated? So Aquarius season is pulling in this. Okay. Yeah. You got to listen to your intuition, but, um, how calibrated is our soul compass? Meaning like, do you have a compass? Is it a plastic kids one that came at the bottom of the cereal box 20 years ago? Or is it like the REI high end, you have to have it weighted and calibrated. You cannot get lost with this sucker. You know, it, it's really pulling in like, cool, you got to follow that compass, but how good is that compass? So then it will ask us, what can we do to strengthen that connection to our soul compass, to our intuition? How can we trust and surrender to the practice of listening to our intuition and taking action on it because this is the trip up right like the question comes a lot like how can i increase or connect to my intuition do i have intuition yes you do it is there but if you are not tending to practices one that cultivate your intuition i.e mostly meditation okay Tarot, I mean, it's, it's, it's all the things that I teach, but there's a reason that meditation is a staple across formats, right? Because it works. Um, and you have to be in cultivation of your intuition, right? You got to tend to it just like anything else. And once you're connected to it, are you taking action on the messages that you're getting? This is truly what magical mentoring with me helps, you know, make the bridge because with clients, I can reflect to them. You have known this. Your messaging has been saying this for X amount of time. You haven't taken action on it yet. This is why the tower card keeps getting louder and louder and louder. I've also had people reflect to me as a mentor and a teacher, like, how can you sound so calm when this is happening in your life or when this is going on? And I'm like, I've been through so many cycles. I am willing to trust because every time it has come out for the greater good. So I cannot control it. This is a practice. My practice has shown me that it is safe to trust and to listen and to take action. And actually what it's told me in practice is that when I don't listen and I don't take action, shit gets real messy and I'm done with the messy. It's just, right? So this Aquarius season is taking us deeper into our intuition, our soul compass, and saying, okay, great. If you feel like you got a great compass, like, are you tending to it and supporting it just like you would your physical vessel, right? Okay. And if you are tending to it and listening and you hear these messages, are you actually taking action on those messages? Because we still have to do in this 3D incarnation. It's nice to hear it, but if you sitting on it, like it can't help us, right? This is where I'm going to throw shade at like all air signs, right? Thinking about things, knowing things, talking about them. It doesn't do anybody any fucking good unless you take action on it, says the Taurus sun. An idea, a concept, a knowing has to hit the concrete for it to be of value. I said what I said. <laughs> 
Okay. So Aquarius really is the unicorn, right? And I feel like some unicorn education is coming up for the Instagram, but I trying to catch flow right now on that content is, is interesting, but, and, uh, it's wild and it's magical. Okay. And it doesn't care who thinks, and it simply shines and solves and takes refuge and realizes it's human and that there's limitations, right? Aquarian vibe is very much like, well, of course you're not a horse. <laughs> you're a unicorn. Being a unicorn feels really weird. Um, it's bright. And Aquarian energy does miss social cues to its benefit, right? It's lost in its own thoughts, its own creations and theories, and it is researching and working through them on a practical and cerebral level. And they are continuing, you know, co and contributing to expansion rather than just prescribing to herd mentality, right? More of this, please. Now, where Aquarius energy can go wrong is it spends so much time in thought, right? It doesn't hit the concrete. It doesn't land. They haven't taken action. So here's where all these things come together, right? It's a really wonderful, magical season. It also sometimes feels like trying to um, put reins on a magical creature, right? Like it requires grounding. It requires steering and navigation. And it's not quite simple, okay? The astrology, let's go back to the astrology, right? Shall we? Um, always unravels and reveals itself you know, more in my weekly moon day newsletter as well. So if you don't receive it already, hop on that email link. Um, it's at the bottom in the show notes. And so again, as these big energies reveal themselves, we'll get more into the details day to day um, in the moon day newsletter, because I talk about the astrology of the week and her lunation at the new and the full moons in the membership in those tarot readings. Um, the channeled messaging always has mysteries and it holds them until the right moment. You know, the universe loves a surprise reveal and it's still shadow season. We're still walking the catacombs. This is still the season of old emotions and of alchemy and of healing. And Aquarius is the sign of new, never before seen, futuristic, forward thinking, does not care about feelings, it cares about solving. So let's try to not get in our own way and allow for solutions, especially if and when they're triggering our ego on this walk through the catacombs right? Our shadows, we are still walking through our shadows. We are still in shadow healing season. Okay. So we're going to have fresh, unlimited potential here. But if we get triggered, right, we may miss the expanse and still be stuck walking in the dark. So please remember, we don't need to be right to enjoy a solution. In fact, the need to be right is often what's blocking us from a solution. All right. Awkward transition. Aquarius is represented by the star in the tarot, which we'll dive deeper into in episode 55 in our Aquarius season tarot forecast. It's right after this one. 
let's just mention here, the star card is all about making big wishes, expanding our vision as to what we think is possible in this lifetime for ourselves and the collective. Now, remember, what we think is possible is like then needs to be 3 x by the universe, okay? Because the cosmic expanse, the goddesses, God, whatever narrative we prescribe to that helps create form in this lifetime, wants more for us than our human selves really can imagine. And for my magical mentees, the star card is our life by design. And in this season, our life by design is like 10 x the potential. Doesn't mean we're going to get to it in this cycle, but it means we could start moving into it. So please start journaling now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's round up some Aquarius basics. It's the 11th sign on the zodiac chart and always has this blasting off into the cosmic stratosphere, seeking solutions that have never been imagined in futuristic ways that truly solve for the greater good. I mean, I'm just going to keep repeating these things. It is expansive. It is not limited. It is not in a box, okay? It's in its own little spaceship in other planetary places. It may even be in the black holes. You know what I mean? It is not from here. It is starseed energy, big time. It says there are no genders. There is no normal. Nothing is impossible. It says lean into science. Keep at the experiments and the research. Believe in UFOs. Believe in aliens, y'all. That research is there. <laughs> like, um, I'm not saying everything that we see is proof, but the proof is there now. Uh, microdose some shrooms, make CBD a part of your daily life or weekly life, and channeled your starseed origins, right? To me, this also speaks to uh, crystalline uh, languages and crystalline codes. And so this is healing crystals, particularly meteorites, right? Because they come from meteors. They come from outer space and then land on our little rock. So if you are feeling the call of crystal magic um, or looking more towards meteors in the healing crystal family, this is very Aquarian, okay? Aquarius season says, run your freak flag up the flagpole and get weirder than ever for contentment, for radical self-acceptance, for complete unconditional self-love. This is who I am. Love it or leave it. I'm not changing for anyone or anything. If you can't love me at my full capacity, you don't love me at all. And I mean that, right? Aquarius is the water bearer or what I call the alien of the Zodiac. It offers us, again, creative solutions for the highest and greatest good of all involved. Uh, in this season, we welcome the winds of change. For those who work with the north wind, hey now, it's a lot right now. Um, this is inventive ideas and the humanitarian spirit, right? After like the daily personal grind of Capricorn. So it always has us thinking and looking and working with the collective in Aquarius season. And I always say that Aquarius is the nutty professor that's got her, her cardigan on inside out, button drawing and coffee spilled on it. And she hasn't eaten anything outside of a vending machine in a week, but you know, she figured out the cure for cancer. So Aquarius offers us 
oddball potential because it thinks outside of the box and doesn't rely on what has gone before. All right, Aquarian energy is brilliant. It is genius and it is breakthrough ideas. It says that we have the capacity to solve if we can simply release our overly emotional attachment to what has been. Nostalgia is a no-no in this season. So watch for triggers in your own life where you wish things were like they were in the past. It's bold in walking into the unknown with hope and potential and a rebel spirit. Aquarius says, let go of the old, work with the now, welcome the new. We are not born into this incarnation to maintain the status quo. And simply because something is something we perceive to be normal, there is no normal, okay? But if we perceive something to be normative, and it was just easier when we didn't have to do these things, or think about this, or really work with inclusivity or diversity or you know, pronouns, Ooh, watch out for all that because we are here to evolve. We are not here to maintain, okay? So this is a time of exploration in every way. Identity, energy, soul, mind, and body. What are you willing to discover that's new about yourself? What are you willing to let go of about yourself? I would challenge that this season brings more of a letting go. Oh, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that identity. I don't need to be attached to that. You know what? That perspective, it's its old. It's antiquated. It actually doesn't work anymore. It was never true, right? So imbalance Aquarius energy is everything we've talked about up to this point. It's incredibly intelligent, right? It's the element of air. So it's data, it's research, it's massive book and brain smarts. And it's capable of thinking every angle, including the unseen ones, of a challenge to think way outside of it, okay? It's science and tech-based right? Because every bit of science and technology were first only imagined ideas. Science and technology were first unseen magic, okay? Aquarius is quick, it's clever, it's original, and it's unexpectedly delicate. And like Uranus, its ruler, it can be unpredictable, okay? In imbalance, it's unstable air that knows no boundaries and kicks up into a hurricane it's so high frequency it feels like electrical current magic that it can brew anxiety in the body like you have not experienced prior it requires major grounding it needs stimulation to filter and channel so think stemming in all the ways if you are neurodivergent like myself neurofestive this kind of energy can have our symptomatic things in like high gear, like this feeling of distraction or our focus is more challenging than normal, even with our regular, you know, techniques, because it's so high frequency. It's seeking creative vessels to move through. And if we aren't bolstered in our capacity to channel, it'll rattle us, right? So if there was ever a time to take up meditation, cardio, 
maybe rock climbing. I don't know. <laughs> it's now um, in imbalance. It can be a little too optimistic in its humanitarian and activist ideas. Um, it may not always see the practical path. Um, and I'll throw the idea out there that, you know, sometimes it never puts any effort towards bringing the massive, beautiful ideas to fruition. It can get lost in cerebral rumination that totally ghosts on people or projects. Um, it can be hard to connect to emotionally because Aquarian energy can think, because I think of someone all the time, that that person knows. Meanwhile, they never show up for the birthday or send a thank you or return a text. They can function in major radio silence and it can be temperamental and majorly overthink things as well, okay? So in balance, it is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous sight to behold in earth school. It really truly is. It is loving, it's empathic, it is solution oriented, it is creative and it's colorful. It's really cool when it's in harmony. In imbalance, it's frustrating, you know? It's unexplored potential because it lacks tangibility, roots, and self-discipline, okay? And, and sometimes that can lack support, right? It, it's not always self-discipline, but it just may need different supports that it's not getting. I mean, it really speaks to... Uh, neurodivergent wiring right it's like these concepts of lazy or forgetful when it's like no no no, it's just wired differently and it needs different tools and tactics and different support systems in order to do the thing. that's all so for those of us who are super sensitive to error i'm raising my hand on this it may feel like all the ideas the talking the thinking the planning the plotting the channeling is downright exhausting literally exhausting okay so in aquarius season for all of us cling to your mat practice. It's all about grounding, sifting, and sorting, and moving the current energy through the vessel. If this energy, when this energy gets stuck, it is super uncomfortable, okay? In Aquarius season, prioritize restoration, rest, and sleep. This is the bullet list for the season, y'all. Um, meditate, uh, lighten up on the caffeine. All this air and electrical current is going to make anxiety a big thing this season, this year and every year. Um, get in mother nature in whatever ways are accessible to you. I'm hearing like a little prescription of like 15 to 30 minutes, three times a week at minimum to get the support it can offer you. Get radically committed to your hydration. Hydration means better channeling and less anxiety as messages filter through. If you are a healer in this season, and if you are not doing this already, it's going to get massively uncomfortable in the vessel. We don't have time for that. We have work to do. We have joy to experience and pleasure to tend to. Please continue <laughs> to eat your root veggies. Massively grounding to a vessel. Um, lay on the floor and on the ground. It's a good one. Work your legs up the wall before bed because we'll get into it in a moment, but it Aquarius rules the, like it's the nervous system, but also your um, circulatory system. It's like this combined thing. So legs up the wall is one of the cure-all poses. It's restorative, it's accessible. And I think the, the messaging is to do this before bed in this cycle. Two minutes at a time is enough. 
Um, wear some kind of head or neck covering in the season, especially if you know you're sensitive to air energies, especially if you are by nature a channeler, an intuitive and a psychic. Um, it helps keep the energy grounded and minimize the anxiety. Use uh, your glycerin sprays copiously. Keep the static and the EMFs off. This combination of Uranian energy and Aquarian energy gets real zappy and dried out. So if you know that you're like more of a wood in traditional Chinese medicine, we just got to do all the things to keep the zappy off. Okay. Use sense incense, essential oils, sprays with earthy grounding scents, sandalwood, vetiver, patchouli, or frankincense, any, any tree, any root would be good. Um, and slather your body in olive oil or sesame oil to keep the vibes from zapping or haywiring you. It's a tool of grounding. Anything that is a humectant and kind of demulcent that, um, my friend Valerie St. Pierre Smith, she taught me that word, the demulsins keep the good slime in the body. So this is aloe of any kind. Um, I use buckwheat because I can't do like oatmeal, even sometimes honey, like things that are sticky or soft or the good slimy can really help in grounding and navigating these energies, especially if you're in a cold climate. Okay. So we all have Aquarius in our charts somewhere. We're all working with this energy in the season in similar yet different ways. And for my Aquarius natives, sun rising or moon in your natal chart, welcome home. Embrace that you have been returned to your full resources in this cycle. So you all may seriously feel like, yes, let's go. And you do get to go. You just got to make sure you're grounded in the process, right? Um for those of you who are super sensitive to air, prescribe to the list above, okay? If you're prone to anxiety, please get on the mat, wear a hat, use the essential oils, and swap your lotion for oils, okay? Air in the tarot is represented by swords, our intellect, acumen, thought process, words, and around here, it's our subconscious programming, Okay. What we think, what we read, listen to, who we talk to all contribute to our whole. It teaches us that by shifting what we consume, the words we speak, that we can truly shift our consciousness and invoke healing and progress. And this season invites us into books, podcasts, documentaries, uh, courses that present new ways of thinking about, well, everything <laughs> that we should be stepping into these places of exploration and learning. So Aquarius rules are ankles, calves, shins, and circulatory system. And because of all this air quality, it's not like you're not going to find it in research, but it does affect our nervous systems. And there's been so much being channeled through, and it's the work of Unicorn Wellness Studio, right? To reprogram our nervous systems. Aquarius season just literally takes it to a whole nother level. Okay. So this these bits of our body, right? Ankles, calves, shins, circulatory system has everything to do with connecting us to this incarnation, right? Um, being connected to and in this world. So in the star card in the tarot, there's one foot in the water and one foot on the land, right? We're going to talk about that in the next episode. But these are delicate parts of our system and vessel that don't often receive like focus in our fitness and movement formats. 
unless you're on Unicorn Wellness Studio, right? In this cycle, be aware also of your Achilles tendons. It governs this as well. What's tripping you up and how can you get weirder or more authentic or futuristic about a solution in order to move through it, okay? There's a lot going on with feet because we are going to move from Aquarius to Pisces season, but Saturn's in Pisces. And so feet are coming up a lot too. And it's kind of like, how can you really just address the ankles, the shins, and the calves in your circulatory system without including the feet? Okay. So be clear. I know Pisces rules the feet, but they are a part of this cycle. Okay. Um, in this cycle, members of unicornwellnessstudio.com will get connected to the ground in powerful and solid ways um, with my tabletop series, mountain pose hundreds, series of five, and our moon flow. And it's a point of interest in many spiritual systems. You know, they believe that our soul connection to this incarnation is at or in our feet. Okay. So members will also be working with monkey feet, toe scrunches, and releves, as well as hip work to get the circulation of release and healing between our deep emotional storage, our hips, to our soul connection, our feet, in order to move into our new future, one step at a time, cleansed and cleared of old emotional baggage. That's ready to leave, right? So energetically, we always tend to all seven traditional chakras in our movement patterns. Plus, you'll see an extra focus on the root, the sacral, and the earth star chakras in this cycle, okay? Ooh, very last note, y'all. My dear Unicorn Wellness Studio members also have an offering in their library in the astrology section titled Zodiac Basics Aquarius. This offers more support, even deeper dive. And you'll find our Everyone will find our Aquarius season tarot forecast. It's one card for the spirit in which to move through the season, um, plus a little ditty that goes deeper into the star card in tomorrow's episode, if you're listening in real time, or directly after this in episode 55. I I just, I'm, I'm excited about 55, but we'll talk about that in the episode because you've been so wonderful to spend this amount of time with me today. Thank you so much. As always, I hope this offering resonates. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. Okay. I love you very much. And I hope that your magic spark in this episode has you seeing new ways of living your life, navigating challenges, and bringing in greater joy and wider education. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez and make sure to check out all of my offerings 
at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one